Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress Channel 127. I'm John Fugelsang. Those are the delicate sounds of Public Enemy, the best house band we ever had. Welcome. This is Tell Me Everything, bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble five nights a week, coast-to-coast, live and interactive. And our most important guest, as always, all y'all. Or I was raised half Southern, half Brooklyn, so we say all yous all. We got some great guests tonight. There's a lot of stuff to cover, a lot of stuff to wrestle with, a lot of stuff to debate. And I'm going to want you guys to weigh in on some of these topics. But just so you know, Donald Trump skipped the day four of his trial. Federal court has picked new Alabama congressional maps that could flip a seat to Democrats and finally return a little bit of representation back to the African-Americans who make up a huge chunk of the population of Alabama. Trump is trying to get dismissal of his D.C. election interference case, citing presidential immunity. Except he's not president. He's not immune. And Cornel West is now going to be running not as a Green Party member, but as an independent. Also, um, the sexy liberal show. We're only doing one date the entire year, and it's going to be a week from this Saturday. Yeah, no, two weeks from this Saturday. What am I talking about? I'm so eager to get back to L.A. Two weeks from this Saturday at the uh, Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. You know, the one on Wilshire right off La Cienega. It's great. We're going to be doing the only Stephanie Miller sexy liberal comedy tour date of the year. It's going to be a riot. House Sparks, the comedy duo Frangela and myself will all be performing. We're going to have a great panel, which will include, I'm so excited for this, Rob Reiner. We'll be returning to our stage um, along with, for the first time, Ron Perlman, the legendary star of everything from Quest for Fire to Hellboy to Beauty and the Beast and one of the most outspoken actors in terms of this strike. And he's been on the show. He's just a legend and a, a great character actor. Really thrilled about that. Oh, and, uh, and, and uh, Glenn Thrush as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, if you can't make it to L.A. to see the live show, don't worry. We are going to be... Uh, live streaming this thing it turns out we're going to be live streaming it wow uh through sexyliberal.com it's going to be pay-per-viewed so you can watch the show this coming saturday night um i'm sorry i keep saying that three saturday nights hence the 21st that's the night i fly to la a week from tomorrow and we will be doing the show from the hollywood studios for the full week leading right up to it all right i think we're all set we have some great guests there's a lot in the news, a lot for us to fight about. We'd love to hear from you. As for now, uh, let's do a show. Today, how to call out your own side for broken promises while still defending your own side 
against lies and the media's both sides isms. Because as you may have heard, and as you may have been enraged by, in a huge reversal, the Biden administration cleared the way for new border wall construction in Texas to slow immigration, even though border walls do not slow immigration. It's infuriating. And of course, it goes against Joe Biden's oft repeated campaign promise that his administration would not build another foot of the wall that Donald Trump dishonestly put up along the U.S.-Mexico border. One of Biden's first executive actions when he got into the White House was halting construction of the wall. And the White House said at the time that building the wall was, in their words, not a serious policy solution. And they were right. And now my media tells me they're rebuilding it. And Donald Trump is doing a victory lap over this. Where do I direct my seething nuclear furnace of hate and anger? They announced that they're going to resume construction on this border wall in South Texas. This was posted this morning and the Department of Homeland Security mentioned they're going to waive 26 federal laws to help expedite the construction of 20 new miles of useless fucking wall in the Rio Grande Valley. Again, this is breaking a core campaign promise while he's trying to handle complaints from Democrats and Republicans about the migrant crisis, which, let's be honest, is getting worse. Environmental groups were furious at the president today. Uh, Southwest conservation advocate Lycan Jordal at the Center for Biological Diversity said this was disheartening. Star County is home to some of the most spectacular and biologically important habitat left in Texas. And now bulldozers are preparing to rip right through it. It's a horrific step backwards for the borderlands. The Center for Biological Diversity spokesperson said that they are committed to protecting the nation's cultural and natural resources and will implement sound environmental practices as part of the project covered by this waiver. But again, didn't Biden promise as a candidate to not add to this shitty, ineffective, racist, medieval, stupid, expensive wall on the U.S.-Mexico border? I mean, look, I'll call out the cluster bombs and depleted uranium he sent to Ukraine. I'm, I'm all for supporting Ukraine. Don't like that shit. It's not good for Ukraine, not good for the planet. I'll call out all the new leases for oil drilling. But continuing Trump's most racist, stupid, dishonest policy, DHS is going to waive 26 laws, including the Clean Air Act and the Endangered Species Act, to allow us, the taxpayer, to spend more money on this ineffective, stupid, racist, hideous thing? I was angry when I first heard it, friends. I couldn't believe it. And look, it sucks. And it's stupid. And it's still a waste of money, and it still won't work. But it's not actually as simple as the media made it out to be. Now, again, the administration is citing the high illegal entry and bypassing 26 different federal laws because the president can just wave his hand and do that. But he has a reason, and it's valid. But it's also political. I got a big issue with comparing what he's doing with what Trump did. Again, there's a huge surge in immigration at the southern border. And September had a high of the year, over 200,000 apprehensions of unlawful migrants along the border, including, for a record, 50,000 migrants from Venezuela alone. There have been 245,000 illegal border crossings in the Rio Grande area in this year. And government data from September showed it was a record high. There is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the U.S. in order to prevent unlawful entries into the U.S. in the project areas. So says Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who's terrified of Republicans coming after him. 
So it's going to be 20 miles, about actually more like 17 miles that they're going to add to the stupid, racist, medieval, ineffective fucking wall in Stark County, Texas. And again, here's the thing. Customs and Border Protection said today this is uh, this is nothing new. The waiver for this was first announced back in June. It's not a policy decision. The administration repeatedly called on Congress to cancel or reappropriate all the remaining border barrier funding and instead fund smarter border security measures. So, again, this is coming after Republicans are really trying to make this a campaign issue as hard as they can. And you should expect that. That and Hunter Biden. Anything to focus it away from Donald Trump and the chaos in the House. But, but again, Biden did not approve any money for a border wall. Congress did that already with appropriations. It would be illegal if Joe Biden were to stop money Congress appropriated. Now, remember, Donald Trump ran for office and said Mexico would pay for it. That was a lie. So then he decided the military would pay for it, which is to say we would pay for it. Our tax dollars. The liar here is Trump. Biden has not approved more money for this. Biden tried to get Congress to redistribute the money to more useful, practical ways of catching people at the border. But it would be against the law for him to block money Congress appropriated. That's why what Trump did when he tried to block funding for Ukraine was against the law. It still sucks. I mean, it's going to cut through a wildlife refuge. It's going to cut through private property. And that was my big deal with Trump doing this. I'm like, what are you going to do? You're going to do eminent domain to seize property from private citizens? Or no, we the taxpayer will buy property from private citizens to make 20 more miles of stupid fucking medieval racist wall. Here's what the Wall Street Journal said about this. The Trump administration started that process but ran out of time. A U.S. Customs and Border Protection spokeswoman said the Biden administration is forced to move ahead because it is required to spend the remaining funds, approximately $190 million, as Congress intended. So again, Biden didn't approve of anything. This was already approved before he showed up. And the $190 million for the wall that Congress approved back when Trump was president had to be spent by the end of 2023. Joe Biden can't unilaterally reappropriate federal funds. Congress has to pass a law to do that. Both houses of Congress have to pass legislation so that can happen. And as you all know, that's not going to happen with this here Congress. Biden asked Congress to reappropriate the funds for more effective uses, and Republicans didn't want to do it. The money had been appropriated already. Biden can't change it. Only Congress can do that. And they didn't want to. Green Jean-Pierre said in August, the president told Congress, we need up to 4,000 more troops to support border operations and resources and equipment and overtime to support the operations of 24,000 more customs and border protection, 39,000 more detention beds, new technology to prevent cartels from moving fentanyl. And Republicans failed. They failed to act. Here is Green Jean-Pierre explaining this to a very unhappy White House press corps earlier today. This is a law that we are complying with. Uh, we, have, we have asked Congress multiple times to reappropriate this. Uh, this is not the way that we believe is going to be effective here. We believe in modernizing the system, not actually building a wall. The president said himself he does not think this is effective, and so we're complying by law. And we believe that uh, in the rule of law here, and we're moving forward and getting that, and in, in, in following the law. There will not be another political wall constructed in my administration. How can you say that he's not breaking that promise? Well, what I can say is that there's a law that the DHS is, com is complying with. We believe in the rule of law, and that's what we're moving forward to with. Okay, so again, let's be honest. This is a lot to do with 2024 as well. 
because this is the White House essentially acknowledging they're getting swamped on the border security problem. And Joe Biden's having it both ways. He doesn't like Trump's immigration policies, doesn't like the wall. He said that today, but he's under pressure from Republicans and members of his own party. And so look at the polling. It's hurting the Democratic Party. In May of 2020, Gallup had 26 percent said the level of immigration should be decreased. Gallup asked the same question this summer, and it was 41 percent. NBC News, they found that Democrats have their biggest deficit ever on the question of immigration. 27 percent of registered voters say that Democrats are better at handling the issue of immigration. Forty five percent said Republicans better handle the issue. They asked which party would do a better job dealing with border security. 50% said the Republicans. Only 20% said Democrats would do a better job. And we also found out today that the Biden White House is going to resume deportations to Venezuela, which also kind of sucks. Again, they want to limit the huge amount of migrants from the country. Only, I mean, 50,000 Venezuelans entered our country in September alone, illegally. And that's about 25% of all the border patrol confrontations we had last month. And they're going to restart these deportations. And that sucks because a lot of these people are here because they're fleeing human rights abuses in Venezuela. The country's got a damaged economy. Their political system is a mess. <laughs> and again, you know, we, we weren't doing deportations because we don't get along with Venezuela's authoritarian government. We have sanctions over their human rights abuses. But now it's so bad there that 7.7 million people have fled the country. That's the largest exodus of humans in the whole Western Hemisphere. And we're going to send them back. And I get it. I get the politics of it. I don't want to hear anyone cheering for this, calling themselves Christian. You know, (laughs) there's ways that you can deal with immigration. We're not serious about it. But Democrats have been all over Biden for this. I mean, Illinois, Massachusetts, and New York, they have pressured this administration so much because Democrats in those states would normally not criticize Joe Biden before an election. They're doing it now. On Monday, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker wrote an open letter saying, as the number of asylum seekers being transported to Chicago are accelerating, the humanitarian crisis is overwhelming our ability to provide aid to the refugee population. In Massachusetts, the House Speaker, Ron Mariano, said, the guy's running for president. He better start paying attention to this. We need someone to take care of the issue of immigration and say this is what you can expect. And Biden was just in New York last week with the U.N. General Assembly. Eric Adams said, while Biden's here, I think they should really reflect on New York City has done its part. We're getting no support on this national crisis. Adams and Biden were were good friends. They didn't even meet face to face while he was in New York last week. So they're all criticizing him. And I get it. It's a mess. And no one in this country wants to take it seriously, at least no one in government. But none of these Democrats that have criticized Joe Biden have said, hey, you know what you should do? Start building that wall again, because if you're not stupid or in a cult, You know the wall is stupid, and the only thing it achieves is making racists feel a false sense of happiness. Governor Maura Healey said, we need two things in the Biden administration. We need federal funding, and we need expedited work authorizations. So Biden said the funding was already appropriated. He can't stop it. He's asked Congress to redirect the money, and they wouldn't. And I want you to give a listen to this clip earlier today, because they asked Joe Biden, do you think the border wall works? This is how crazy our government is. 190 million, and listen to Joe Biden's answer earlier today. My question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't, they wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. 
Okay, I don't know if you heard that. It was pretty bad audio. But at the end, they said, do you think the border wall works? And Biden said, no, he knows it doesn't work. (laughs) And he had to sit there and take all this abuse today. And a lot of people throwing him off the bus. And again, he's caught in the middle. He's got to do something. And he has no power to stop this. It would be illegal for him to stop this. So Trump posted on Filth Social earlier that Biden's decision proved that I was right. I will await his apology. So despite his promise, he won't build a border wall. And despite his insistence, it won't work. He's building one. He has to. But here's a big difference of many between Biden and Trump. Biden's not lying to you that Mexico will pay for it. Now, let's just have a few facts to remember about undocumented immigration. Can we please? About 50,000 undocumented Irish immigrants live in the United States. There's 11 million altogether. 50,000 of them are Irish. When's the last time you heard a politician talk about what are we going to do about these Irish immigrants? Hmm? These Irish elite. When's the last time you heard undocumented Irish immigrants called illegals in this country? I'm guessing never. Because racism drives this debate. About four, five million of the ten and a half million undocumented people here from Mexico. Just under two million from Central America. About one and a half million from Asia. About two thirds of undocumented immigrants have been in this country for 10 years or longer. In 2019, immigrants from Mexico for the first time fell to less than half of the undocumented population. But you'll never hear them talking about the European immigrants or even the Asian undocumented immigrants. No, it's about brown people. And again, the majority of undocumented immigrants are people who overstay their visas, not illegal border crossings. Undocumented immigrants and legal immigrants both commit crimes at lower rates than U.S.-born citizens. They pay state taxes, they pay local taxes, they pay sales taxes. Undocumented immigrants pay billions with a B in taxes in this country every year. And they were never going to build this medieval wall across thousands of miles of desert rivers and forests, private and commercial property, forcing Americans to give up all their land under eminent domain law. And Mexico was never going to pay. And it was never going to be completed. It was always a scam, just like the scam that Steve Bannon ran and got indicted for before Trump bailed him out. This wall would not have stopped undocumented immigration. If Donald Trump had got his racist medieval wish and built a wall, the entire border, ladders and shovels are still things that exist. We've seen teenagers prove you can climb this border wall in under 20 seconds. No politician has called for any legislation or policies that could ever lead to open borders. That's the greatest lie they've told about Joe Biden. You know who did call for open borders? Ronald Reagan. He wanted open borders. They can come over here and work and then go home when it's done. But any politician who uses that term, open borders, is fucking lying to you of either either party. And by the way, when Trump was building this thing, America still had crumbling roads and bridges and public schools, no infrastructure plan, and they looted our military for a scam. Biden got infrastructure on the books. Trump spent his life not paying federal taxes and committing tax fraud to avoid paying the taxes you paid. And then Trump lied that Mexico would pay for it and use the taxes you paid. This fear of a legal thing, it's designed to get scared Fox News viewers to vote for an agenda that is centered on tax cuts for rich people who don't need more tax cuts. Rich people pay Fox people to make middle class people fear brown people. The majority of voters in 2016 rejected Donald Trump's immigration agenda. The majority of voters in 2020 rejected his agenda again. Joe Biden said today that he was forced by law to have this 190 million go back to building another measly 17 miles of this bullshit. Joe Biden today said in the White House 
It doesn't work. And let's add the last level of hypocrisy to this. Donald Trump hires undocumented people. Going back to the 80s, undocumented Polish workers built Trump Tower. He's had undocumented Latino workers in his golf clubs in this century. You are being suckered by rich hypocrites. If politicians really wanted undocumented immigration to end, and I always say this, if they wanted it to end, really wanted it to end, They'd start locking up the Americans who hire undocumented people. There is a gigantic help wanted sign at our border. It is bigger than any wall you can ever build. And politicians of both parties are not trying to take it down. Politicians are never going to try to punish American companies who give jobs to undocumented workers because fear of illegals generates voter turnout and campaign donations year after year after year. From slavery to the Chinese railroad workers to the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory to today's overseas sweatshops, my friends, exploited labor, almost always by marginalized peoples, has always propped up our economy. It's the dirty hypocrisy of our capitalism we don't want to admit. And undocumented people in this country are the easiest to underpay and exploit. I'm telling you right now, we could start locking up people for hiring undocumented workers, huge corporations and individuals for their nanny, for their housekeeper, for their yard work. Start locking up thousands of white people every week and you will see supply and demand actually work and you will see people stop hiring undocumented workers you notice this whenever they raid a meat packaging plant and they say that they found oh 400 undocumented workers but they never arrest the white people counting the money in the back rooms do they never it's a dirty piece of hypocrisy and both parties have been out on it for a long time and finally if you let these people who are already here just have their goddamn work visas they can start paying into our social security system when these migrants arrive here we don't need to pay to educate them they're already grown-ups they can start paying into our social security right now give them temporary work permits until their asylum cases can be heard that way they fill job vacancies they're here they're documented and they're contributing to our economy and finally, also remember, Donald Trump's got seven different criminal trials this year. He paid $25 million for education fraud alone, $2 million for charity fraud. Donald Trump is an illegal. But you'll never hear Fox News call a white person that particular slur. All right, we have a lot to get to. We'll be back in just a moment with your calls. This is Progress. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook, with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on, because you know I love it when you do. I'm John saying This is SiriusXM Progress. Uh, right now, let's go to the phones, if we may. Teresa is on the line from North Carolina. Teresa, thank you for waiting on hold. You're on SiriusXM. Oh, hello. Hey. <laughs> Listen, am I one of the few people that think that if that money was allocated in 2019 for that goofy wall, why wasn't, then why wasn't a Trump, he was still in office, why wasn't he working on that then? Why now? I know. I don't know the exact uh, particulars of that it, but I assume bizarre. they allocated, they, they probably just allocated that the funds that this 190 million had to be spent by the end of 2023. Who knows why? This is government. God knows why it, it functions the way it does. Yeah, I mean, we're just hearing about it. I'm thinking 2019. I mean, he had yeah. full, evidently full access to do that, that his precious wall. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, he promised a wall that Mexico would pay for that would span the entire border. They got a tiny I, piece of that, and it doesn't work. It only makes racists feel good. It doesn't do anything. I know. But how many of us even knew, how many of the average Americans even knew that they okayed that money for that in 2019? Exactly. That's that why I had to open. That's why I had to open the show ranting about it because all day I just saw these liberals uh, just saying I yeah. give up on Joe Biden. Biden's a liar, and the media just couldn't stop oh. saying Biden breaks a promise. Biden breaks a promise. Biden breaks a promise, yeah. and it is a lie. <sighs> Our media has been pushing all day. Biden broke oh no promises. God. He did not allocate any funds for this, and he literally said the day of the announcement that the wall doesn't work. I know, but I, I just can't believe all the smart talking heads on TV have not said that. Like, well, what the hell happened in 2019? Why are we just, oh, well, okay. Yep. Just yep. if anybody else had that thought. Okay. Yeah, well, I thank you for thank it. You, thank you John. so much. Ha- have a good evening. Bye. Let me go, if I may, to uh, Sean in California on line two. Sean, thank you so much for waiting on hold. Welcome. Hey, brother. So, you know, here's, here's my take here. We're in a predicament, right? But not really us as a political outfit, but as an American people. And so when I think of what's going on in the Republican Party, right, and I've been following this stuff forever, the moneyed people that love Republicans that will just do this, no regulation, no taxes on rich people, and everything is going towards rich people, are furious. They're out of their fucking minds. They're, they, they can't stand. They're like McCarthy failed. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to sound like Mitch McConnell. If the Republican Party doesn't get rid of that rule, and that's all it is, uh, to vacate the speakership with some knucklehead like Matt <laughs> Gates, yep. who's allegedly a pedophile, uh, you know, if they don't change that rule, this is going to happen again, brother. Everyone's talking about who's going to be the speaker. And yes, if, you know, if someone's going to be at some point. 
But yes. uh, they only have four votes to mess around with. I don't see it happening. Who's McCarthy going to vote for? That's what I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch. Who, who are you going to not vote for? That's a really good question. Who will McCarthy vote for? Because I've said since last January that I thought that Steve Scalise was a real Iago in this whole thing, that I thought for a while he was going to try to get it. And again, I, as I said last night, and I'll say every night, a real big part of me just doesn't care like we know who's going to get it. A, a, a white guy who wants to obstruct the white house wants to stop any progress from happening uh who will be blindly obedient like a like a beaten dog to donald trump that's who it's going to be right so it's whether it's great, jim jordan or scalise I, and, and both jim jordan and scalise point. they're such terrible choices that either one of them would be great but you know what's happening now is like uh, now it's going to be the uh, the backlash against this because a lot of Republicans, they're turning on Matt Gates. We played some footage last night about that. They're talking all about very openly about Matt Gates. Who should be out pictures. on bail. Matt Gates showing pictures of the women he'd been with. Like literally this petulant cock goes into the Capitol building with his phone and shows other Republicans the w- women with very low standards that he's having sex with. Like and, and they've yeah. come out and just said it. And now they're going after Nancy Mace, who pretended to be a moderate on women's issues. But, of course, joined with the seven others to get rid of McCarthy, who just headlined her fundraiser before she was elected less than a year ago. It's not even cold yet. And she criticized Gates <laughs> last January because Matt Gates was fundraising off of the 15 votes for the speaker. But she's been soliciting donations of her own all over the place for her anti-McCarthy vote. So she's gone full MAGA. And the moderate Republican governance group, they're now considering kicking Nancy Mace out of their caucus. And that's just the people getting in trouble. Well, now, hopefully, because, well, your your opening was awesome. Hopefully, but I don't think so. People understand the only reason why these that crap crazy Republicans are doing what they're doing is to raise money on the side, right? And, 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 and line their own pockets, which I know that's a, you know, it's been there forever, but, but at least in the, in the past days, cause I'm old, they would actually get some legislation done. They're not going to get anything done, John, nothing, not a fucking thing. And I agree with you in the sense, I don't give a shit who ends up being the speaker because unless they change that rule, I don't think they'll be there long or even if they're there, they're going to be kowtowed. Well, let me tell you something. Mark Short, who was Mike Pence's aide, he was Mike Pence's chief of staff. He said today he thinks Matt Gaetz is real reason for wanting to be in Congress. He said uh, to say he came here as a fiscal crusader, it's more likely he came here for the teenage interns on Capitol Hill. Hello. And then Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, Senator from Oklahoma, he's just been unloading on Gates. He was talking yesterday all about Gates showing pictures of women he'd slept with on the House floor. Now, (laughs) he just said today that, have you heard about this, that Matt Gates referred to Christy Nome, the right-wing South Dakota governor, as a fine bitch. Well, Uh, you know what that's called, right, John? You know what that's called? The Hastert rule. What do you mean? The Hastert rule. He's a pedophile. He was a convicted pedophile. Oh, yeah. You well, there was a Hastert rule. Right. There was a Hastert rule. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's fair. It's fair. Allegedly. Allegedly. But like Mullen well, went on. Mullen went on Newsmax. Mullen went on Newsmax and said that they were at a congressional orientation where Christy Nome was speaking. 
And he said, man, yeah. she's a fine bitch. And I looked at him and I said, really? Because Christy's a very close friend of mine. And he turned around and walked away. And he said, this just shows the kind of individual <laughs> Matt Gates is. And he also yeah. said yesterday that Matt Gates bragged that he would crush, you know, ED pills and then chase it with energy drinks so he could go all night, which is exactly he's what he's bag. accused of doing. He's a complete dirtbag. But it's like, here's the deal. He was a dirtbag before Kevin McCarthy was kicked out of the speaker's chair. Absolutely. He was a dirtbag last week. He was a dirtbag last year. Where the hell do these righteous Republicans get off coming out now to tell us what a bad human being Matt Gates is? They don't care. They know he's a piece of crap, just like they know Donald Trump's a piece of crap. And it doesn't bother them that he's a lying, evil piece of crap because they need the numbers. So that's yeah. it, right? Like, like even the Republicans who are throwing Gates, you know, under the bus now, he didn't bother you last week. Now he bothers. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's a bit of schadenfreude. But again, it's just it's just so sad. You don't think Donald Trump's going to run for speaker. I don't think that would ever happen. I think he's going down to D.C. to do some fundraising and have people, you know, uh, compliment him. But I, I think uh, there's he's no gonna, way he would ever yeah. take a job that would require actually doing work. No. And he's going to put his thumb on the on, try to put his thumb in. He's going to support Jordan. I, you know, I'm not a gambler, I right. but I would bet it's 90 percent. Right. He's going to say that. I mean, Scalise is pretty damn evil. And I actually think that Jordan will be a pathetic wretch. Jordan is is so ineffective. He's so unlikable. His own personal history is so sketchy. I can't believe he's seriously in contention for it. So is Scalise's, by the way. And Scalise, Scalise, apparently, I thought Scalise and McCarthy were more rivals than allies. And from what I've heard the last couple of days, that's really true. Uh, Congressman Garrett Graves yesterday said uh, about Scalise, I think this whole narrative about every member of existing leadership taking one step up is bullshit. The body wasn't even right. cold, another House Republican told the messenger, uh, because Scalise began campaigning for the job like within minutes after McCarthy was ousted. So this Republican civil war, it's not going to go away just because McCarthy's no longer speaker. No, and they're normalizing people and making people that were doing harm 10, 15 years ago look normal when they're not. I mean, this is where we're at. So it's really up to us to fight hard and and really try to knock out as many Republicans as we possibly can, people. And then maybe just then people will start to understand how important it is to be active and involved in your vote and in politics locally. I think most people know that unless they're planning on voting for Robert Kennedy or Dr. Cornell West. In a swing state. <laughs> I sure hope in a so, swing state. Let me say that again. <laughs> I have no problem with people who vote third party in safe blue states. I get it. You want to build a movement, fine. But if you're voting third party in a swing state, you are telling us in the ballot box that you don't give a damn about women's reproductive freedoms. You don't care right. about climate science. You are Robert Kennedy has been so swallowed up by his own narcissism that Donald Trump putting more judges on a Supreme Court is acceptable to him. And I love Cornell West. I don't know what it means that he just left the Green Party today. Well, I don't know. Dr. West, I have a lot. No, I know. These guys have this thing where they're not relevant anymore and they they can't take it. Look, I've been around a long time. Cornell West is still relevant. It happens in sports. It happens in politics. It happens in entertainment. There's a there's a timeline where, you know what, you just ran out of time and it's okay. You did a lot of great things. 
but you, you're not going to be the, the cream of the crop anymore. Well, guess what? Go out like a champ. Don't go out trying to hurt other people. <laughs> you're right. You're right, man. We'll see how it plays out. Again, it's... Uh, Thanks, brother. That's going to be a whole lot of ugly. Thank you. And a whole lot of comedy as well. 866-997-4748 is our number. Rick is on the line from Iowa. Rick, thank you so much for waiting on hold. You're on SiriusXM. Do we have Rick on line six? Yes, I'm here. Hey, Rick. Hello. I enjoyed the last caller because I agree with everything he said. I'm an old... Democrat, worn out Democrat, and what makes anybody think the Democrats can come back from what's happened over the last five, six years? I mean, uh, can I I give you a few? Can I give you a few reasons? But well, tell me your thoughts first. Go ahead. My thought is that Hillary Hillary Clinton abandoned half the country. She only went for the electoral college votes and gave away my state of Iowa, never showed up. Iowa was somewhat of a purple state. Now we've got nothing. We've got one elected official, and that's it. Yeah. And, and it'll never come back. It's gone because she abandoned. She was working for the electoral college, and that was all she worried about. I shouldn't say her, the Democratic National uh, Committee, and now they're trying to get those people back and they're never going to come back. I'm not sure about that either. Um, Let me tell you, first off, Iowa hasn't got when when was the last time Iowa went for a Democrat in a presidential election? Was Obama the first time or both times? Pardon me. Was it the first time or both times? Because John Kerry barely lost. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. Uh, I, I know the, the rap on Hillary Clinton not going to Iowa. And I think that Iowa used to be considered much more a, a safe uh, or, or a, a, a battleground state, a swing state. Now it's considered to be more of a Republican state. And she should have gone there clearly. But from every Hillary Clinton campaign staffer I've ever interviewed, they've all said the same thing. All the polling data they had told them they were solid in Wisconsin and they didn't need to go there. So, again, that's relying on polls too much. But I would point out that Hillary Clinton got more votes for president at the time than any white man in the history of this country running for president or orange man. Only Barack Obama had had more votes as a candidate at the time. Hillary Clinton got more votes than Donald Trump. She was the pick of the American people. America has already picked a woman president. And listen, I think she should have had a different running mate. I think she should have done a lot of things differently in that campaign. But uh, the Democrats are always going to come back for the same reason the Republicans are always going to come back, because we're a divided people. We've always been like most societies. One third of us are regressive. One third of us want to move forward. And one third of us are apathetic. And that's the push pull of I mean, that's how it was in colonial days. One third of us were conservative and loyal to England. One third of us were revolutionaries who wanted to take the risk and start a new country. And one third didn't care. They were just farmers who were not interested. So, I mean, it's all about who has the most passion, who's going to win. And when I see how much has been achieved, and I'm not a lifelong Democrat, my friend, I've never belonged to a political party. I, I tend to vote Democratic. But when I see how much has been achieved, I mean, the last five years, the last 10 years, if you had told me when I was a kid that we would have marriage equality for LGBT people, that you'd have an old president who would who would decriminalize cannabis at the federal level, that if you told me in the middle of the pandemic that we would have the lowest unemployment rate 
since the moonshot when we had 10 percent unemployment and we lost 10 million jobs or 20 million jobs while Donald Trump was lying about it. Uh, We've already healed so much and come back so much from a devastating plague. America is doing better with inflation and gas prices than any of our capitalist allies in the G7 nations. There's a long way we have to go. And of course, we need much more progressive candidates that can lead us into the future and explain to people why, you know, single payer is good for capitalism and good for freedom, too. But I I can't give up hope on this party because I've just seen too much progress and I've seen too many young Democrats come into the House who are really dynamic. And let's also don't forget, my friend. Um, Roe v. Wade is going to keep people very angry for many years, and young people and women will be showing up to vote in big numbers. So I, I, I'm not ready to give up on these Democrats just yet. I, I love your passion, but we've got a Supreme Court that is six to three, That's and right. we've got so many judges all over the country. Yep. That's where we lost out. Um, we yeah, gave up that. that. The well, but again, part of it, again, and that's I, I where think, we're done. That yeah. we can't win when you when you got a Supreme Court that is six to three, and they're going to knock down anything. Well, I, I, I'll remind you of this. Okay, a couple things on that. First off, you're exactly right. And it, it's why Joe Biden has to be reelected because Clarence Thomas is an old, unhealthy man. And I don't know how much longer he'll be on that bench. But Joe Biden needs to start taking seriously just talking about adding more judges to the bench he can do it and i'll tell you why first off these six judges that are deciding the fate of millions they're not legitimate americans didn't put them there you got three of them were appointed by trump who lost the popular vote you got two of them who were appointed by bush who got into the White House after losing the popular vote. That's five of the six that are appointed by presidents the majority of American voters rejected. So their appointments do not represent the will of the American people. And the sixth one, Clarence Thomas, was appointed by a president who opposed the 1964 Civil Rights Act. All three of Donald Trump's nominees lied in their confirmation hearings after putting their hands on Bibles and swearing to tell the truth. And you have corrosive corruption from two of them, Alito and Clarence Thomas. So I want to see us get serious about it. I want investigations about these judges who lied. I want to find a movement. Even if it fails, I want to scare them from the bribery and I want to see a massive movement. I want the DOJ to go after Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito. And I want Biden to do what FDR did, which is to threaten to put more justices on the court. FDR wasn't serious about trying to do it. He threatened it because there was a block of three right-wing judges that were trying to destroy the entire New Deal. So Roosevelt said, I'm going to add more. And it was hugely unpopular, but Roosevelt said, I don't care. I'm going to add more judges because I got the votes. These guys don't have the right to do it. They're not appointed by the people. And one of the three backed down and the New Deal was saved. I'm not saying Joe Biden could ever succeed with getting more judges on the court. But we're not the same country we were when we decided on nine. Mitch McConnell got to decide for a whole year we would only have eight. Nine is not a magic number anointed by God. I just want to see Biden fight for it and put the fear into these people and inspire people because that's what we need. And I'm with you, man. I share your frustration. That was the best. That's what we need more of. I agree with you. And Thank you. And how we ever let Obama not get 
his appointment in yep. is another disgrace that, exactly that, that right. should have never have happened. I, exactly right. And by the way, that's another failure of the Democrats, because every time they talk about how that's Merrick Garland's seat, the reality is that the only president in history who wasn't allowed an up or down vote in his duly appointed Supreme Court nominee was the black guy. I'm not saying the Republicans were racist for denying the vote. I'm saying they should have to deny they're racist every single day for the rest of their corrupt lives. I want to hear it. I want these Democrats to have the fight. I got to take a break, but I thank you for the call, sir. Call us more often. It's a pleasure to hear from you. I really appreciate your passion, too. We'll be right back in just a moment with your calls. 866-997-4748. Let's get riled up. This is progress. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. I'm John Fugel saying this is progress. We're at 866-997-4748. Let's get to all your calls. Marie in Atlanta, thank you so much for waiting on hold. You are on progress. Good evening. Thanks for taking my call, John. Thank you, Marie. uh, Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. And happy to you as well. Um, so I just want to make a, a quick call to let you all know um, Trump has apparently filed um, a motion to dismiss his he has. Um, suit against Michael Cohen for half a million dollars. Uh, no, no, um, half a billion, half a billion. He was suing him for five hundred million. Good God. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> well, he's a stable genius. And that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. And he hires the best people. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that lawyer that forgot to ask for the jury. Oh, wasn't um, she great? But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. His motion to dismiss is, I saw the caption of it, and it's a motion to dismiss without prejudice. What that means is without prejudice to refile, meaning as long as the statute of limitations on his claim has not run out or there's no other impediment to filing, that he could file this case, file that case again. Yeah. And the problem with that is the, the thinking right now is that he filed it and used it as an opportunity to, in essence, he was using it to try to delay some things, push other things out. He was trying right. to manipulate the system. And he was also using the case in New York, which he did not have to appear for. That's correct. Um, oh, we called him out last night for avoid- that. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and he was using that to avoid having to do sit for a deposition uh, on the Michael Cohen case. 
Well, that was my question for you, Counselor, because he, I mean, is it a coincidence he drops the 500 million lawsuit against his former lawyer, who's a friend of this show, uh, when he's supposed to testify this coming Monday? I mean, it seems hard to deny that Trump is scared. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. But the thing I, I agree. But the thing is that he filed the motion to dismiss without prejudice, meaning he could file this thing again. Right. And use that again as an opportunity to try and game the system to create delay, you know, to, to create an opportunity to avoid having to testify in any number of things that might conflict. Um, well, yeah. So if I was Michael I'm, Cohen, if, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's smart enough to do this, Michael Cohen should probably file a response to the motion to dismiss and ask for dismissal with prejudice. That's Otherwise, a good idea. This is, yeah, this is somebody who will use the system as a way to frustrate and obfuscate other cases that are currently pending against him. Look, I mean, one of Donald Trump's greatest achievements as a human is making all of us root for Michael Cohen, which I wouldn't have thought possible five years ago. But uh, and he's lovely. I've done his show. He's done my show. It's great. I think he's holding back on a lot of stuff. But Marie, let me ask you. I mean, it seems to me that Donald Trump was really afraid not of suing Michael Cohen, but of having to give another video deposition. I'm sure his legal team is like begging him to do this because they don't want him putting his hand on a Bible on tape. He can't Mm -hmm. stop lying. And I'm sure that this was all so he would prevent perjuring himself. It's not even that he can't stop lying. He is that nightmare client. I mean, when, when you prepare a client for a deposition, you tell them, answer the question that is asked of you. Don't go off on side jaunts. You know, don't fill in additional. If the question is a yes or no question, which is rare in a deposition, you answer right. it yes or no. Um, but you don't, you don't embellish on stuff. And he has this tendency to not just not even answer the question that's been asked of him, but to throw in all kinds of other stuff that yeah. might then lead to other questions. So he's a horrible, horrible a, deposition client. That's why it's amazing. To see, I, I can't wait to see him have to put his hand in a Bible because there's two things his legal team is terrified of, him lying under oath and him telling the truth under oath. Let me, let me ask you this, though, because Trump was lying all week that he had to be there. I'd rather be on the campaign trail, but I got to be here. Mm-hmm. And even one of the reporters finally said, no, you don't have to be here. Um, do you think he was doing that so he could delay the deposition in the case against Michael Cohen? Because that was supposed to be this week, but it got moved to next Monday. So, I mean, I guess he couldn't get it moved again, and he was too scared to testify. Yeah, I I do think that it was a delay tactic. But, you know, Trump being who he is, anytime there's an opportunity for cameras and microphones, I think this was also his way of using the judicial system and the judicial process as an opportunity for him to stand in front of cameras and you yeah. know say whatever crazy stuff he wanted to say because the news unfortunately is going to cover it you're right, right? how do you not cover that and he could still so, sue him again right we have to bring that up he could he could still mm-hmm. reactivate this suit against michael cohen at another exactly. time yeah exactly but, unless but he michael files a motion yeah he's he's terrified he's chicken shit that's what this is <laughs> right come on that's yep. what this is right it's just fear Ugh. I keep telling people, Marie, stop and smell the train wreck. Even if he never goes to jail, he's in prison now. Enjoy watching him melt. Oh, gosh, yes. yes. And I'm noticing, I don't know if anybody else is, I know this sounds really petty, but I'm noticing that the hair is getting more and more deflated. 
Like there was one. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The it hair was like earlier like this great. week where like the hair was looking like a hot mess. And I was like, what happened? Yeah, I, I've saw I've seen some it. pictures of the back of his head, but I I, I got to be fair to the guy. What he does to his hair is crazy. But I don't know if these pictures we've seen have been you know doctored in any way. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, Marie. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you classing up the joint like this. <laughs> Thanks for taking me. Take care. Thank you so much. Let's go to John, who's calling from Texas. John, thank you for waiting on hold. You are on Sirius XM. Welcome and good evening. Oh, well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. And happy Indigenous People Day to you. Right on to you, too. Thank Uh, you. I was uh, just calling to uh, tell a little story. I was uh, living in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, back in the uh, late 90s. uh, And I uh, had a part-time gig as a high school basketball official. Okay. And uh, I was able to have the privilege of uh, officiating in the Sioux Nation high school basketball tournament up in Rapid City, up oh, in, cool. actually in Spearfish, South uh-huh. Dakota. Okay. And uh, How was it, it was a privilege. They opened with a Sioux Nation national anthem, and they opened the tournament with a with a powwow, with their celebration, their dance, and it was uh, quite a privilege, and I enjoyed it very much. Oh, that's great. What a great experience for you. Yes, and uh, the culture is pervasive up there. And yeah. uh, at the same time, I was studying to be a, a elementary school teacher, and I had a uh, Sioux instructor who took us to uh, Pine Ridge Reservation to uh, conduct uh, some some psychological testing and, and uh, how was that testing and teaching the uh, the children uh, just finding out how they learn. It was a I think it was Brooks Taxonomy on how and how children learn, and it was quite interesting. It was oh, uh, no. more more visual learning than uh, than book learning. So I, I was I was taken back by the uh, the welcome. You're very lucky. You're very lucky. Yes. So many people never meet an indigenous person. So many people. I mean, and it's just based on geography. You know, for a lot of us, it's hard to meet them. And and. I got to tell you, I love so many different First Nations people. I've learned so much from them. I'm so privileged to have friends like Simon and Julie to join us on the show. I can't believe we get to do this segment. And, you know, it's it's a real, I I, I am not proud of how this country treated the original inhabitants, but I am so impressed by all the young people and all the older people, too, who get how fucked up our history was and are so committed towards reparations, towards justice, and towards just increasing the level of dignity for uh, for our First Nations brothers and sisters. Yes. Well, I grew up in Massachusetts and have been to Plymouth many, many times, and uh, the history is not what it should be. Let me say that. Yeah, I, I know. You're right, man. You're right. Thank you so much for the call. Really appreciate it, John. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. Have Thank a great you. Day. Thank you. We're at 866-997-4748. Linda is on the line from Iowa. Linda, thank you so much for calling and for waiting on hold. You are on Sirius XM. Welcome. Are you talking to me, John? That's me. Yes. Oh, I didn't expect to get on so soon. The last time I spoke with you was when that horrible incident happened in Muscatine, Iowa. Yeah. Where the woman was parading down toward the July and. And I must say, a couple of days Couldn't later, the mayor, that. they had a major city council meeting. The mayor was great with handling everybody's comments. I'm sorry I haven't followed up to see what's happened since, but, you know, John... But, but sometimes, just, it, sometimes it takes a racist douchebag to embarrass a community and bring out the best in everybody else. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And um, 
I am definitely going. Um, we have this wonderful wildlife refuge in the middle of the state called the Neil Smith. It's all dedicated to restored prairie. And one week from Saturday, they're going to have a special previewing of the Ken Burns movie on the buffalo. It's so And great. I'm definitely going to make an effort to get out there and it's see it. So it's so great. I mean, I'm biased. Yeah, I love all of his films, but I've watched all four hours of this. But I got to warn you, the first, the first part of Ken Burns' film about the buffalo, the first, it's a two-parter, two hours each. The first part is a, a, one of the most disturbing Ken Burns films I've ever seen. My wife had to get up and, and, and leave the room. It was so upsetting. And it, it really goes into how horribly these creatures were treated and how much it hurt America and how much it was just part of the process of killing off the indigenous people. But I, I tell you, stay with this movie because I've never had such an emotion. I told this to Ken yesterday. I've never had such an emotional experience with a Ken Burns film. The first half is so gut-wrenching and the second half will fill your heart with joy because it's all about the dawn of the conservation movement in this country and how there were enough decent white people that they realized, oh, we've got to save these creatures and how it really, really led to some of the best of America coming to the forefront and, and saving a creature from extinction. I, I, you're going to love this film. And uh, that wildlife refuge, it was originally supposed to be a nuclear power plant, <laughs> but wow. then that fell away by the wayside. And, and I just, I'm, it's going to be such an honor to be out there in the prairies. And we do have a bison herd and we also have elk. So nice. that's going to be wow. more special. And I'll just wanted to make one more comment. We should have an Ellis Island down in the southern part of our border. Don't you think so? Because it's so overwhelming. We have a lot of detention centers. Yeah, we just have a lot of concentration camps to stick these people in. Uh, look, look oh. they're, they're going to keep coming. Like, it's not going to stop. And there's nothing a Republican or a Democrat can do unless you want to end the drug war. And put a lot of the cartels that are driving these people in horror from their homelands out of business, take the profit motive out of the crime and end the goddamn drug war. I have done stand up for our troops in El Salvador and in Honduras, and we have troops there because we are still fighting the goddamn drug war. I think the first step towards it is end the drug war. And then, you know, give these people temporary work permits when they come here. So we'll know where they are. Let them work. Let them pay into our social security system. Let them pay taxes and and, you know, let them have a pathway to citizenship where they can earn it. You're absolutely right, John. And also, thank you for encouraging my fellow Iowan who called earlier tonight. I could tell he was feeling pretty down in the dumps about the status of our state. No, no, your state's great. Your state's great. We just got to get is. more. We just have to get, you know, more non-fascists uh, out there and and, uh, and voting. That's all. Because Iowa yes, can be a, Iowa can be a purple. Iowa will be a purple state again and young people will make it that way. Absolutely, John. Absolutely. Take care now. Thank you so Tonight. much. You're, thank you so much. 866-997-4748. Okay, why don't we take a break? If you're on hold, stay right there. I got to sell some more dog food. Uh, we'll be right back in just two minutes. This is Sirius XM Progress. And welcome back. Let's go to Mark in South Dakota. Mark, thank you for waiting on hold. Hey, how's it going? All good, man. All good. Uh, hey, uh, uh, first things first, uh, so before I get to anything, like, uh, glad the rest of the country country could catch up with us and calling it native american day but i uh, hope so I, I i haven't i can't remember the last time it was called columbus day here to be honest but 
I mean, but you still see it all the time, right? In official things. I mean, like, you know, my kid's school, no, no. it always, you know. No? No. That's great. We, this, is, uh, this is the one th- thing we're ahead of the curve on. I'll admit that. This That's is great. The one thing. But uh, <laughs> and I, to be honest, I wasn't, uh, it was just recently like this whole, okay, I, I always grew up with, when they called it that, you know, I, I just thought it was simply a recognition of, okay, this is when Columbus landed and so forth. And it was yeah. just a simple acknowledgement of what was arguably one of the biggest events in world history. Let's be honest here. Like, and I, yeah. like, I you know, like, so let's not talk about like the genocide. But Absolutely. Like, literally, two halves of the planet realized the other half existed. Kind of at exactly. That so it, yeah. Yeah. And, but and and it just was kind of like I, I I just had no clue, like why all of a sudden it was like. Why are people acting like this is Italian American Appreciation Day? It's just like uh, you know, I hate I, I, I hate that too because I know so many. I have wonderful Italian friends and family who were just raised in believing Christopher Columbus is ours, and you know the the truth is, if you love someone and you find out things about them that are horrible things that they did that they didn't need to do and shouldn't have done. You're not obliged to surrender your morality for some kind of loyalty. As I, I there's so many. One, I say all the time to my Southern people, there's so many other great periods of Southern history aside from the Confederacy. Why celebrate that? There's so many great Italians who've lived throughout history. Let's 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 have an Italian. Let's have a holiday for another great Italian. Our country is named after an Italian. But I don't understand why any Italian, if they knew the facts, would even want to claim Columbus as their own. Anyway, back on to kind of the main reason I called the wall, and uh, you know, it's one of those. I'm I'm really torn about this too. It's like I, I you know, it's, I I can't you know I know yes, hands are tied and so forth, and he's I I kind of get why optics speaking like you know, it's going to piss off a lot of his base, but mm-hmm. it pretty much cuts off the balls of so much because. You know the like pretty much they they have nothing really good to go on, so they're going to claim. The border, it's all his Biden's fault. open border policy, his open, yeah. And Biden's going to say, oh, look, man, we, we deported so many people. We have deported so many people. And I don't even believe in your stupid wall, but I built another 20 miles to it. Yeah, he's got the argument yeah. down. For on, on a political yeah, level, I, I, I get I, why this happens. Just to, like, you know, placate the moderates who might just, you know, you know hear that narrative over and over and over again and think, you know, like, I, I know it's not going to swing, you know, your you know, Uncle Douchebag, who's, you know, watches Fox all day, but, yep. you know, it's, you know, it's still, you know, one of those things. Now, kind of while we're on the subject, you know, I have, like, uh, you kind of mentioned about, like, I mean, not good things they've done, but one thing that never gets talked about, and it's, like, literally about the only good idea I've heard from a Republican in, like, a long, long time. <laughs> What's that? And, okay, okay, so Will Hurd. Uh, he's a former representative from Texas. Yes. His district was, I think, by a wide margin, like the had the most border of any congressional district. Yeah, but he's like running for president. By he's he's actually running for president. Oh yeah. Um, but he <laughs> yeah. can't even get in the debates. Oh so, yeah, yeah. But it, anyway, a long while ago, like the idea he had, and I still I'm trying to shoot holes in it, and I can't. It, it's just simply okay. Get a fiber optic cable, dig a hole, put that under there. And it's like a 21st century solution for this problem. Now, I like, I mean, it's it, infinitely cheaper. It can be done in like, a, you know, months, let, you know, let alone years. And, you know, like, apparently, supposedly the technology can tell whether it's, you know, a coyote chasing a roadrunner or a, 
right. a truck or uh, people walking, and and it gets yeah. far enough on, under that you can't dig it. And that's ex- that's like exactly what the White House was talking about today when they were saying this $190 million would have been better spent on more modern ways of detecting people than this stupid wall that yeah. is not going to slow down anybody. Yeah, I, I mean, all I can maybe say is like just him, you know, just you, you see it going up and maybe that'll deter some of the, I, I don't really. I, it's no, it's not going to deter anybody. Just, A couple of teenagers no, showed how you can climb the whole thing in under 20 seconds. I mean, it can oh, be climbed by teenagers. Yeah. It's ridiculous. There's shovels, there's yeah, ladders, it, it, there's it, boats. It, 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 yeah, I know. But at the very least, Fans are tied, and it just you know cuts the balls off. One of like the main things they're going to try to attack them with, and I, I know I, I don't like it, right. but it's you know it's, it's I don't like it either, but it's true. And again, he's got a good you know look. I, I have it both ways. It sucks, but I accept Biden's argument. He didn't want to do it, and he literally said today that it, it won't work. So it's not like he endorsed it. It just had to happen on his watch because it was approved by the last president. It's like the way, for the same reason, Donald Trump had no right to deny foreign aid that was previously approved to Ukraine. Like Biden can't do a thing about it. He, but he told the truth and that's more than Trump ever did. I, again, I don't trust any politician of either party who um, A, claims to be a Christian, but calls people illegals, and B, who talks about how the crisis of the border, but they don't talk about cracking down on the white people in this country who do the hiring. Because that's the only way it stops. And they don't want it to stop because our economy would collapse and a salad would cost $75. I get it. Now, yeah. one of the things I, I kind of said, my, uh, that, for, that uh, guy from Iowa, I kind of want to uh, empathize with him and so forth. I, I, I get where he's coming from and so forth. And I... I and this is something I need to like, kind of like, you know, let, let kind of like the rest of the audience know. Like, I, there are a, like a lot of reasons that these uh, states have kind of become like uh, as red as they are. And there's a lot of good reasons. There's a lot of like, you know, simple demographics were white. All the young, educated people leave and so forth. Iowa has uh-huh. tremendous brain drain, like as, as much as South Dakota does and so forth. But I think part of the things like, and I, I, I can totally emphasize with it because. In fact, he is kind of right about part of it being that we've been ignored. It, you know, obvi- Tell me what you mean. Iowa, obviously, well, okay, so basically party leaders, like, you know, have just, like, I'll give one example. Like, you know, Iowa, he told you, like, you know, that Obama won there twice. And then yeah. now, like, less than eight years later, it's pretty much a, a, a solidly red state, you know, yeah. so forth. Yeah. And, you know, they used to have other people, uh, you know, I can't quite tell you all the down people ballots they, you know, that they've sent yeah. to Congress and whatnot, but I'll give you my personal example. Yeah, I'm just going to be shocking to a lot of your audience, but 20 years ago, 20 years ago, South Dakota's entire congressional delegation was Democrat. Now, you wow. might remember, some of you might remember the name Tom Daschle, but of course, the, you know, yeah. a few other ones, but so it's like, no, guy. we never voted for a president, but you know, wait. And so eventually, you know, I, you can blame, you know, Fox News and AM radio and all that, you know, you know, be, you know, brainwashing all the people and so forth. You can, you know, blame the brain drain and so forth. But what I think eventually happened is that, like, uh, all the money and focus kind of went to, you know, the swing states, uh, mm-hmm. going to all, like, the, you know, the, you know, where, where you could win the presidency, where, you know, all, all the, basically all placating all the places where kind of the base was and so forth. Right. And so, and the, so many of these states, parties, the Democratic Party just has no funds to compete. 
And so it, true. You know, whenever they send someone up, they're not competing. They can't compete on ideals because they have to constantly fight the whole, you know, just point and yell, you know, baby murdering Franny socialist <laughs> you know, coming for your guns. You're right. They, but you know, can't talk sense. It, you know, it, it's I just, hear you. Every, you'll say that everywhere, like in, in anywhere in the plain states, it's, it, you know, it's, yeah, if like ask anyone who was like on the ground in the Democratic Party, it's like they said that's that's their number one challenge is that they have to fight the caricature, so the caricature that that's been more than anything. That, that you well, just two, can't get yeah, two, but two two thoughts on that. Two thoughts on that. Then I got to run. But number one, the unsung hero of Barack Obama's election was Howard Dean when he ran the DNC and had the 50 state strategy where Howard Dean more or less said, why the fuck shouldn't we go into these red states and try to compete? Let's do it. But also keep in mind for all the fundraising problems that Democrats have in these states. Remember, Republicans are going to have those problems next year because Donald Trump is running around not advertising you to donate to the RNC, but to the Save America PAC. And he's using the money he's making just for him himself and for his legal fees, he is not sharing any of the money with the Republican Party. So the Republican Party is actually not making the kind of donations they usually make every year because Donald Trump is not supporting them. He is taking all the money himself. And a lot of folks just aren't feeling like donating twice. So let's see how the fundraising goes on the party level as we get into the election year. I got to run, Mark, but I thank you so much for the call. Right on. Thank you. Have a great night. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's join M-I-D-I dot com.